0: podcast with your host, Daniel Garrett. Today, we will be doing a 2016 NFL redraft. There'll be a lot of changes, a lot of players rising, falling, and some even staying in the same spots. Let's get into it. So before we get into this, I'm going to set the parameters of the exercise. This is a 2016 redraft. We are doing it based on the final draft order, so any trades that occurred, still occurred. Also, this is based on the team's roster at the time of the selection for example a team like New Orleans who now needs a quarterback would not be in the quarterback market then because they were not in the quarterback market then so you're not going to have New Orleans select Carson Wentz because at the time in the 2016 season they had Drew Brees and they continue to have Drew Brees for the next four years after this draft So there is no reason for them to have selected Drew Brees' replacement at the time. So they will not be doing so. But we will be going based on the career they have had so far and also looking and projecting into the future. So a player like Xavier Howard, who has had issues with injury, we look at him as a player that can provide more value in the future, and we still look at that as factoring in to our selection. First up, we have the Los Angeles Rams who select got this selection from the Tennessee Titans. Their original pick was Jared Goff, quarterback out of Cal. In this redraft, they will be selecting Dak Prescott, quarterback out of Mississippi State. Prescott originally went in the fourth round, but he has proven throughout the entirety of his career that he is the best quarterback in this class. He was the Rookie of the Year and he is currently still the best quarterback and has a good outlook going forward. He is coming off of an injury, but it is an injury that pretty much everyone gets back fully healthy from, so there isn't a ton of concern with that. You look at him projecting forward and you have a top 10 quarterback in the league, something that we cannot say about the other quarterbacks in this draft. Next up. With the second overall pick from the Cleveland Browns, the Philadelphia Eagles selected Carson Wentz, quarterback out of North Dakota State. In this draft, they will be selecting Jalen Ramsey, corner out of Florida State. Jalen Ramsey has just been the best cornerback in the NFL. It is even at five, he was a steal. Corners typically don't go this high unless they're special and Ramsey has proven that he is special. He has been far and away the best corner in the NFL. He is a lockdown outside corner, something that Philly needed then and still needs to this day. So the Eagles still have that quarterback need, but if we look at what Carson Wentz has had, yes, he had the success in his... believe it was his second year in the league where he was a MVP candidate and got injured and then Nick Foles took over and led them to the Super Bowl. So, the debate would be, given you knowing what happened there, would you risk not having the same exact thing happen again? You have to weigh that Against the fact that you know Carson Wentz is not the quarterback of your future. So you have to think about that and weigh that. And with Jalen Ramsey, you get a Hall of Fame caliber player. And that is just something you can't pass up for a player that could perhaps be a below average starter in the NFL. Next up. San Diego Chargers, now Los Angeles Chargers. They're going to stay with Joey Bosa, edge rusher out of Ohio State. Joey Bosa has consistently been one of the best edge rushers in the league. He is a absolute menace. He is the star of that Chargers defense. All their other players have been injured throughout his time there. And when he is on the field, he is the best player. You have Derwin James next to him. You Well, in the secondary, you had Melvin Ingram opposite him. But the whole time, Joey Bosa was the star of that defense. Next up, with the fourth overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys originally selected Ezekiel Elliott running back out of Ohio State And so with this, Ezekiel Elliott has been a very, very good running back. However, you should not draft running backs this high. You shouldn't really draft them in the top ten, let alone at four overall. They are a lower value position, something you can get in the second round. Especially when you don't draft them in the first round. When you don't draft someone in the first round, guess what happens? Everyone else gets pushed down the board you draft your higher value positions that you can't have taken in front of you first and then you worry about running back later so with this pick the cowboys will select Xavier Howard corner out of Baylor this may come as a surprise but Xavier Howard was in the conversation for defensive player of the year last year he is a top 5 corner in the league right now. He has struggled with health. So this hasn't necessarily been what have you done so far? But this is more of a projection based thing. And the Cowboys are in our team that have desperately needed corner. So you look at them, they get the corner, and this would have eventually, I believe he was the next draft. Byron Jones would have been paired with Sabian Howard just like he is in Miami, and you would have had an elite secondary tandem, but you didn't know that going into this. But what you did have still is a giant hole at corner. So they filled that hole with Sabian Howard out of Baylor. Next up, Jacksonville Jaguars. They originally selected Jalen Ramsey, which was just a fantastic, fantastic pick. He has already went in this redraft. So, we go to the next best available defensive player, DeForest Buckner. Defensive lineman out of Oregon, can play a little end, can play a little tackle. Plays all over the line for the 49ers. Has also been a great selection for them. Before he was moved to the Colts. But now the Jaguars get him. And knowing how the Jaguars organization has been throughout the past five years. It is more than likely that he would also be on a new team by now anyways. So we go to the next selection. At six overall. We have our second player, staying where they were originally selected. Ronnie Stanley, tackle, out of Notre Dame. You have some arguments with some of the other tackles who have been very good. There are three top-tier tackles, and there is four, then, really good ones that you have to choose from. But you stick with the guy that you like, you know, fits your scheme and Ronnie Stanley have had zero issues with him. He has a franchise left tackle. You stick with the pick, and you still get that cornerstone tackle in Ronnie Stanley. Great selection by Baltimore Ravens. They don't get up to six that often. And when they did get up to six, they nailed the pick. Next up. The San Francisco 49ers, another team that lost out on their original selection. He went fifth to the Jaguars in this. So now, they select Chris Jones, defensive tackle out of Mississippi State. Originally selected by the Kansas City Chiefs. Had concerns, off-field issues, believe he was at. I forget the community college's name, but I believe he was at community college before transferring to Mississippi State, and so they fill their defensive line need with Chris Jones, so with Armstead, Buckner, they had a very versatile interchangeable defensive line pair. Chris Jones, reportedly, will be playing some defensive end this year for the Kansas City Chiefs. So hopefully in that scheme that was ran by Robert Salah the past few years, you have him be able to do the interchangeable thing with Eric Armstead now. And then you get that. And they still obviously wanted to attack the defensive line, and they get a very, very good defensive lineman. So they should not at all be disappointed and getting Chris Jones. Chris Jones easily could have been the pick at five as well. He is a very talented player. He's one of the best defensive tackles in football. Next up, the Tennessee Titans. They got this pick from Miami through Philadelphia and Cleveland. And so, after originally taking Jack Conklin... Tackle out of Michigan State, they take Jack Conklin. Tackle out of Michigan State. So, you could argue, and I would probably agree, that Laramie Tunsil is the better tackle. However, you don't necessarily want to risk having him flip over to the right side. He does have issues. He isn't a perfect player. So, it's not like you're select necessarily taking a tier down. I would say they're in the same tier as tackles. Conklin is on the lower end of that tier. Tunsell is middle, high end of that tier. And it's still a very, very high-level play tier out of those guys. So I could definitely see the argument for Tunsell over Conklin. But you already have Taylor Luan on the team at this point. You need a right tackle, so you get Jack Conklin, who you know already flipped over and is a very, very good right tackle, one of the best right tackles in the league, you select him again. Now, you also have the fact that he left after his contract expired, but that was more of a decision on you as an organization to not retain him. So, either way, if you just didn't want to pay that sort of money to two tackles, you wouldn't have paid Laramie Tunzel either. So... Take Conklin, take guy, you know, fits what you want to do with that pick. And you just are happy with him because he is a very, very good offensive tackle. Next up, we have the Chicago Bears. This pick is from Tampa Bay. They originally selected Leonard Floyd, linebacker out of Georgia, hybrid edge player. Has found success this past season under Brandon Staley with the Los Angeles Rams. We will see how he does now without Staley there. But he has found success this past season. But that does not inspire enough confidence for him to be picked in the top 10 again. So we will go to the next best edge rusher. Yannick Ngakwe out of Maryland gakwe has been very productive. He was a mid-round pick. He was selected on day two by the Jaguars. It was really good for them. Obviously, internal strife with the organization, something very common with the Jaguars, was an issue that they had to deal with. So he was traded away to Minnesota, then from Minnesota to Baltimore. That was all in the same season last year. And then he played out in Baltimore and now signed with Oakland. But you're the Bears. You're not as dysfunctional as the Jaguars. Keyword, as dysfunctional. And hopefully at that point you don't lose Ngakwe. And you also traded your entire future first round picks for an edge rusher Khalil Mack. Maybe you do the same thing. You get a dynamic edge duo in Khalil Mack and Yannick Ngakwe. If not, then you have three first-round picks that you didn't previously have, so it solves one of your issues. Now, which one do you want to do? If you want to have the dynamic edge-rush duo, that's going to be... Or if you want the picks, that's going to be a decision for the organization to make. But you don't have to worry about Leonard Floyd not being good for you. You get Yannick Ngakwe, who was good, was productive for the Jaguars, and then later the Ravens, so he is a very solid player. Now, typically, it's not the career that you want out of a top 10 pick, because people have the lofty expectations of, if you're a top 10 pick, you should be going to all pro after all pro, and yes, there are guys that go later that are going to be multiple time all pros on this list, But they are just at lower value positions than edge rusher. If you can get a Pro Bowl caliber edge rusher at 9, you are doing very well for yourself. And that's what the Bears do here in this situation. Next up at 10, we have the New York Giants. Originally selected Eli Apple, corner of Ohio State. Get him out of here. We're taking New York Giants corner, James Ratberry, Al Sanford. So... He ends up with the Giants anyways, so it all works out. But instead of having Eli Apple not be good for you for years, you have James Bradbury be good for you for years. And then you just re-sign him instead of getting him later on. Makes everything a lot more simple. I know, Giants, you already ended up with him anyways, but you just get him now and you don't worry about it. Next up, at 11, in a trade, from Chicago, Bears trade up to get Leonard Floyd. In this scenario, they trade up to get Yannick Ngakwe. We get perhaps the best safety in football going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Justin Simmons out of Boston College. Originally, they picked Vernon Hargraves, corner out Florida. And man, as a Florida fan, I loved me some Vernon Hargraves. Athletic freak, but had work ethic concerns, stuff like that pick didn't work out. Instead, you get one of the best safeties in football, if not the best. Absolute steal for the Broncos. And now he gets picked at 11, despite being at a position that isn't the most valuable. It's in the middle of the pack in terms of value. Safety isn't like running back. And arguably now you're getting to the point where you have other positions like linebacker, receiver, interior offensive line are they're, they're all devalued as well it isn't that devalued where you're wanting to pick them exclusively day two for your starters maybe even day three for running back and in interior O line but it is devalued enough to where you typically unless you see a great high caliber safety don't see a top half the first round selection and justin simmons is that safety And he still goes 11 because offensive tackle is more important. Corner, edge rusher, quarterback, defensive tackle, all more important positions. Defensive tackle is arguable, but you're still arguing all pro versus all pro. So it doesn't matter a whole lot at that point. Next up, with the New Orleans Saints, they originally picked Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle out of Louisville. Wasn't a terrible pick. He has been okay for them, but definitely not what you want at 12. But typically, you'd never get what you want value-wise because you have the guys there later on that you would typically think would be a 12th best player in the draft. (laughs) You typically don't get that value out of the middle of the first round because it's a 50-50 gamble typically. A lot of times you do get bust, especially in the middle of the first round. But they did get a decent player here. And instead, they get a former second-round pick for the New Orleans Saints' Michael Thomas, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Michael Thomas has been dominant. He has been one of the best receivers in the NFL for the Saints. And they just lock him in, making sure they get to keep him. They still get their guy. They still get their dominant wide receiver one. Michael Thomas. First receiver off the board. That was debatable. But the Saints are a great fit for him. And the Saints are the first team that definitively have a major wide receiver need. That doesn't have major, major needs at other positions that are more valuable. Next up. We have the Miami Dolphins. This pick is from Philadelphia. They select the same guy they got before, Laramie Tunsil, offensive tackle L Ole Miss. Laramie Tunsil was originally going to go a lot, lot sooner than he did. However, gas mask video was released day of the draft, and he fell. He slid all the way down. Miami was able to pick him up. Make him their left tackle. They then flipped him for multiple first-round picks to Houston. And both teams have been decently happy with that. Except for the fact that Houston, because of not having a first-round pick ever, started to get really, really bad. And they are now possibly the worst team in the entire NFL. So that didn't work out great for them. But they did trade for a decent player. Huntsville is a pretty good tackle. He has his issues, but he's still a pretty good tackle. He isn't worth multiple first-round picks, probably, but he's worth the 13th overall pick. And then still, you know, later on, teams don't necessarily, we're not working off teams having the hindsight, except for for the draft. So, later on, you flip him to Houston again, you get multiple first-round picks out of it, it all works out for you, Miami. And he's still a player that's worthy of the 13th overall pick. Anyways, just based on his talent and production. There are some better players, but not necessarily all that many left that would be better than him, especially at high-value position like left tackle. We have the Oakland Raiders at 14. Their original pick, Carl Joseph out of West Virginia. Carl Joseph is one of their very few first round picks that they have selected that is even still with the team. Um, He has been borderline starter level safety for them. Spent a year in Cleveland as well, where he was a borderline starter, more likely the third safety in most scenarios, but... He's a solid player, but definitely not worth a first-round pick. Get him out of here. Get good safety in there. Kevin Byard, safety, Middle Tennessee State. A very, very high-quality safety. Probable caliber safety you get here at 14. And then maybe you don't need to spend three first-round picks five years later. I mean, not three first-round picks, but three picks on safeties five years later, including a first-round pick three years later. That also did not work out. So, if you get a good safety, then you don't need to spend all those assets on safety and then have the rest of your team be bad, which is the case as it currently stands for the now Las Vegas Raiders. So, next up at... Fifteen, we have the Cleveland Browns from Los Angeles via Tennessee original selection Corey bust Coleman Corey no hands Coleman Corey I can only run a nine route Coleman out of Baylor we replace him with an actual good deep threat who yeah he has off field issues but Guess who else does? Corey Coleman. His off-field issues and his on-field issues. His on-field issues, he sucks. So instead, they get Tyree Kill. Wide receiver out of West Alabama. One of the best deep threats in the game. One of the best receivers in the game. And if Patrick Mahomes doesn't get him, it is going to look a lot worse for Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes ends up probably being one best quarterbacks in football no matter what, if not the best quarterback in football currently. But Tyreek Hill does help that out a lot. And instead, Cleveland gets them, so that way their wide receiver room doesn't suck. But they now end up with this roster. If they had Tyreek Hill, that would be just a dominant receiver room with him and Beckham. And then you can have Landry and their younger players in the slot. So that would be a perfect fit for the future. And then at this point, the Browns in 2016 have about zero good receivers. So now they have one good receiver. I'm very passionate about Corey Coleman being bad at football. Uh, It is a very obvious thing, but I am still passionate about it. Next up, 16th pick. The Detroit Lions originally selected Taylor Decker offensive tackle out of Ohio State. They will be retaining him. Taylor Decker's been a steady left tackle for them for many years. One of the few players that they've had that's been consistent. They have a very good offensive line now. And at that point, you need someone to help protect Stafford. Taylor Decker can do that. Very solid, solid player. That'll do it for us this week on the Fired Up NFL Draft Podcast. We covered picks 1 through 16 in our 2016 NFL Redraft. Next week will be picks 17 through 31. 31 because the Patriots had to forfeit their pick. Shocking. Patriots had to forfeit their pick there. So it will be 17 through 31 next week on the Fired Up NFL Draft Podcast. Also, check out our other Fired Up podcast, Fired Up Giants, Fired Up Broncos, Fired Up Browns, and Fired Up Titans, as well as the Fired Up Sports Betting podcast and the Fired Up Wrestling podcast. If any of those interest you, check them out wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get fired up.